from India's largest newsroom I'm Arun George and this is the Times of India podcast That was the speech in July which started a debate that's still on about what political parties should and shouldn't promise voters. While Prime Minister Narendra Modi and the central government have claimed that the debate was about preventing poor financial planning, other political parties haven't taken too kindly to the suggestion that they are guilty of this. मैं बताता हूं आपको इस देश में फ्री की रेवड़ी कौन बांट रहा है हजारों करोड़ रुपए के ठेके देते हैं अपने को देते हैं अपने दोस्तों को ठेके देते हैं वो सारे और सारी सुविधाएं अपने मंत्रियों को देते हैं वाई शुड बी लिसन टू समीज व्यू वॉट मेक्स दैट गोल्ड स्टैंडर्ड वॉट मेक्स दैट दर्ड ऑफ गॉड आई बिलीव आई बिलीव इन गॉड आई डोंट बिलीव दैट एनी मैन इज गॉड The Supreme Court got involved thanks to a petition that sought a ban on freebies offered before an election. The court took opinions from various parties and even considered setting up a committee to look into the issue. It finally settled for letting a three-judge bench look into the matter and a 2013 Supreme Court judgment on parties promising freebies. The Election Commission has now written to parties seeking their opinion on whether parties should specify the expense plan for their promises. that in turn has sparked a fresh round of criticism from various political parties former chief election commissioner sy kureshi says the election commission had to get involved since the supreme court didn't pass any concrete orders for political parties in today's episode he points out the problem with the election commission trying to police political promises no matter how fanciful they may seem We also discuss whether action should be taken against parties if they lie in this document and why there's another promise that's more worrying than even financial freebies. Mr. Kureshi, for most lay people, the election commission is this sort of enforcer for elections. Could you explain what the election commission is required to do and what are the areas it doesn't step into? Broadly, election commission is interested by article 324 of the constitution. to uh, conduct and uh, manage and supervise and the word actually to, uh, of all election and which means the, the election of the president of india vice president lok sabha rajya sabha and vidhan sabha and vidhan parishad also basically election commission works within the ambit of the constitution and the uh, laws framed under it and uh, but the one interpretation is and supreme court has also made it clear that whatever is not mentioned in any law article 324 is the enabling article which gives overwhelming overriding power to the election commission the election commission told the supreme court initially that it wouldn't want to participate in this debate and now it has sought the opinion of parties how do you view this sort of change in stance one uh, there is no change of stance now election commission sitting uh, along with other parties political parties and others uh, uh, that is normally not done but it has uh, called the opinion of uh, the uh, political parties as it had done earlier also in 2013 which was another occasion when supreme court had intervened and said 
that uh, announcement of freebies and uh, all these uh, promises is not a corrupt practice under the Representation of People Act. And it asked the Election Commission instead to call political parties and devise guidelines under the Model Code of Conduct, which is what Election Commission did. They called the political parties, and as expected, the political parties found on the Election Commission that you are nobody because uh, we have to announce our uh, policies and programs to the voters. How else do we do it? It is a legitimate democratic uh, document. And uh, how can you interfere? And I entirely agree with them. I personally feel that the Supreme Court either should have directed the the party themselves, as it did very beautifully in 2002, when the case of criminals in politics went before it. Supreme Court then told the party and the candidate that when you file your nomination, you have to declare on affidavit, you have to file an affidavit, that you have the following cases pending against you besides the convictions. And also you have another affidavit giving the economic background of the candidate. Now, that was a very good direction, very landmark direction of the Supreme Court. And it went to Parliament. Parliament passed an act, but trying to bypass and to dilute the Supreme Court's judgment. And what did it do? It passed an act very cleverly that only the convictions will be reported in this affidavit. The convictions in any case disqualify you from contesting election for six years. The ADR went back to the Supreme Court and protested that this is an attempt to cheat. This is an attempt to bypass the order of the Supreme Court. And Supreme Court came down heavily on the executive and the legislature. And they said, no, we have very clearly ordered and it has to be followed. From then... Every candidate files an affidavit about their criminal background, uh, which Election Commission puts on its own website for people to know so that they make an informed choice. I feel that in this case also, Supreme Court should have uh, given similar direction that every party will also give in its manifesto how they're going to fulfill the promises made. Why did it uh, leave it to the Election Commission, which has no power? Supreme Court has the power, Election Commission has no power, and uh, the Supreme Court passed it on to Election Commission to form the guidelines. Now, I got the feeling that Election Commission went through the ritual very half-heartedly, very perfunctorily, because it realized it has no power. So, in any case, they made the guidelines which said that whatever promises you make, you should make responsibly, and also uh, tell the, the voters how you're going to fulfill those promises. It is nine years, and what action has happened after those guidelines? Nothing as expected, because all that the Election Commission can do under the Model Code of Conduct is to reprimand you if you violate it. Be careful in future. Oh, that is nothing. That is like telling a child who has uh, uh, done something wrong, Now, what does it mean? Nothing. Now, uh, and as a result, uh, which party has bothered about it? Of course, the very first year, uh, DMK and ADMK were given notices on the same day for uh, not giving uh, the requisite information. And uh, one party apologized, for which it was asked uh, to be careful in future. So that's it. But nine years and no party has really bothered about it. So what will happen?
you election commissioners stand was that freebies and the the manifestos all these are you know matters of interpretation my freebie is your welfare scheme your freebie is my welfare scheme in fact some freebies like 2 rupees per kilo rice was looked down upon then but it has been a revolutionary step because it has ended in starvation in the country and then every party adopted it from 2 rupees it came down to 1 rupee and now the current government has even given uh, free ration to crores uh, of people and rightly so because after covid the people were starving in which case now is it a freebie or is it a welfare scheme i think it is an excellent welfare scheme you must realize ec has not taken a u turn ec has been forced by the court to take up the subject again and court was also unfairly harsh but why didn't the supreme court itself take the action that's why election commission has started discussing it and has written to political party to send their comments until the 19th of october uh, after which they will examine what the replies are and then they will uh, recommend some uh, action to follow what i have heard from the media report that the proforma will be evolved so that uh, every party's response is uniform and standard that this is our scheme this is the how much it will cost this is who, uh, uh, the people which will benefit and this is how we will raise the fund for it so how the ways and means to fund this scheme so so that that proforma will be made a part of the model code of conduct and i hope uh, that uh, instead of our court asking them to publicize it now it does not a publicity agency is not a pr agency but what should election commission do according to me just make it uh, obligatory that every manifesto will uh, necessarily contain a, an annexure which will be the information in the proforma you know the one argument could be that if the election commission acts on short term sort of incentives like say alcohol or cash dispersal couldn't a financial promise of some kind for the future also be seen in that same light to sort of sway votes yeah correct uh, actually the uh, all the promises uh, are meant to sway votes for sure you know so some uh, parties have more populist scheme but the every party is actually offering something or the other to the voter the real objective is to attract voters to their point of view and to their schemes but then uh, why shouldn't say the election commission act on a longer term sort of incentive of some kind you know no 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 actually it's absolutely wrong and uh, i think disastrous to expect the election commission to sit in judgment whether a promise has been fulfilled or will be fulfilled because it's not only quantitative you know that i'll give so many jobs now even on the number of jobs that the one party announces that i'll give the 2 crore jobs 5 crore jobs and then they try to prove that they have given these jobs the other say that you have not given the job so we will election commission sit in judgment and then there are also the uh, other issues where uh, for instance um, um i'll improve the quality of education now can anybody prove whether the quality of education has improved it's a very subjective thing 
Now, who is right and who is wrong? Will so election commission decide? Not at all. Election commission is nobody to and doesn't have the competence or the wherewithal to sit in judgment on this. And then it will become political. And then uh, there will be a political pressure. Okay, please uh, uh, categorize my scheme as fulfilled and wonderful. Yes, this is dragging election commission into politics. And that is why I say it will be disastrous. How can the election commission decide? And then why have elections? Let election commission decide. Okay, uh, Arun George's party uh, made some promises. He had fulfilled all the promises. So therefore, uh, he should be given another term. Or Arun George's party has not uh, fulfilled promises uh, arbitrarily because if I don't, don't like your faith, you think uh, he's not done it, so he should uh, immediately leave the government. Election Commission will decide all this. Now, when you have this sort of proforma that the Election Commission is considering, um, are there any concerns with it that you have with the way um, this sort of scheme would be it will be a matter of detail because suppose the party says, okay, I will uh, fund my new scheme by uh, economizing and uh, saving money on other schemes. When is that you go into the detail, okay, please name every single scheme where you will cut down and how much rupees and how many beneficiaries. So this is an endless exercise. So uh, I think the safest is uh, perhaps for election commission to ask through the performer, okay, please tell us, uh, how much money the, your uh, scheme will cost if you were to fulfill it and where will you find the money from? Not going into too much of detail, uh, I think will be the more than enough and uh, more than that, election commission should not just take his uh, neck out also. But isn't there then an incentive for a political party to also just flat out lie and say that, I mean, say that I'm going to do something and absolutely not do that when it comes to power. I mean, there is no enforceability of that anyway. Yeah, right? yeah. no, no. Fair enough. There should be enforceability. But that enforceability should be with the voter. What is the voter's job? If everything has been done by election commission, it is for voter to decide, look, I was offered a job. And I was not even a job. It is for me to throw out the government. The truthfulness of all that, election commission just is not, is not in a position to decide the truthfulness and honesty. We, we will go with the presumption every party is making an honest announcement. Honest, intentions are honest. Uh, they may be impractical because otherwise you will question uh, one party's intentions and you will accept another party's intention. So that, that is where subjectivity comes in. And uh, also in terms of the maintainability of these norms and especially when people violate these norms. Uh, like you said, the election commission has very limited powers and the sort of theory would then come in that, oh, should the election commission have more powers? Do you think there is a need for the election commission to have more powers to act against people who, so to say, just lie? No, there are, there are two things. Number one, election commission can surely take action uh, that it has prescribed that the, there is a performer, you fill it up and you add it to your manifesto. If you don't, you have violated the uh, lawful direction of the, the election commission uh, for which a punishment of warning is available. As I said, the election commission is just not in a position to determine and should not be uh, sitting in the ju judge's seat to decide whether the promise has been fulfilled or not. 
So now the question of more power. In fact, Election Commission has been uh, demanding the power to deregister a party for serious violations of the law or the constitution. And the case has gone up to the Supreme Court 20 years ago. Supreme Court itself, in its uh, wisdom and rightly so, the, at that time, said that um, uh, you, your power to register a party does not include your power to deregister because deregistration is a serious uh, matter. It requires a judicial mind, and for that, uh, it, there should be a separate authority or the, there should be a separate law. The power which the Election Commission is, uh, has been asking for has been denied to it by, by no less than the Supreme Court itself and, of course, by the government. So the successive government, we have been demanding it for 20 years, to more than that. And successive governments have been denying Election Commission this power. So even if uh, any party... Uh, uh, violate the constitution of India. Election Commission can't do anything. If you give Election Commission teeth and see uh, how, how it uses its teeth, but when you have taken out the teeth and uh, call it toothless, that is not fair. Even in a neighboring a small state of Nepal, every day the Election Commission is filing political party, you know, fining political parties, 7 lakh, 10 lakh, 20 lakh for uh, a small violation. Here, we cannot uh, find even a single rupee. And in any case, even if this power is given, okay, you can deregister. Can so uh, election commission decide, yeah, look, you have not fulfilled the promise. You have not improved the quality of education in our school. Can you as a media person decide whether uh, one party has uh, fulfilled its promises? It is an endless debate and it's a political debate. And let the voter decide. After all, voter also has some... Uh, the responsibility and some right. Everything is decided in the office of uh, somebody or the other or in the court or in the election commission. Voters have to be informed and it is the media's job to inform the voters and it is the opposition party's political party's job to inform and educate the voters. If one party has made promises, let 20 other parties go to town saying that they are lying, they have not fulfilled the promises. So, uh, everybody is passing the buck to poor election commission uh, and then election commission will be condemned as toothless and ineffective. That's absolutely wrong. You've actually spoken in favor of these promises and welfare schemes saying that it's not for people to decide. And you've been saying this for a while now. Could you explain why you are always in favor of parties being allowed to make promises and not in favor of sort of limiting that imagination? As I said, uh, like a promise of two rupees a kilo rice. I stand by it. I have as I said it 10 years ago. I stand by it today because it has been a revolutionary concept. It has ended starvation deaths in the country. Now, a bicycle given to girls in Bihar revolutionized the education there. The girls started enrolling, uh, hope of getting a bicycle. They enrolled in the school and continue to go to school. Talk to any Bihari woman and she will tell you what a revolutionary. Now, do you call it a, an unfair freebie? Uh, one is that, you know, we do so well and our government so well that all the, 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 not to talk of luxury, at least comforts of life come to you, a television or a washing machine or a sewing machine. Now, all these things were beyond millions and millions of people. At least because of election populism, at least some of these things started reaching people. 
You remember uh, Rajiv Gandhi used to say that out of 100 rupees which are promised, only 15 reach the people. But when a television is promised, it is not the box which reaches you, the whole TV reaches you, right? Other the alternative is that, you know, you develop the country so well that everybody can afford to buy TV. Since uh, that is uh, still a uh, thousand years away, so at least through this, uh, people are uh, getting some comfort. You know, I remember one slogan, my, I once attended a youth parliament in Pune. And one girl from Chhattisgarh came out with a very interesting slogan. Now there is a thin line there. Because certain promises uh, may be called freebies. Offer of a job, is it a freebie? Yes, there must be jobs. Offer of uh, cheap food, is it a freebie? Yes, there have, food has to be affordable. So, which is why I say that, you know, dismiss everything, because this may be a ploy of uh, the political parties to deny even the facilities which they are forced to give to people, because of election, when the court says, okay, don't give any offer, it will be freebie, it will be legal, parties will be very happy. So, then they don't have to make any promise, they don't have to make any commitment, what Election of course you have to make promises and you have to deliver on those promises. Now, what is not delivered? People are regularly rewarding parties which fulfill their promises and you have seen the, even in the state where there used to be the every five years there used to be change of government. Two terms, three terms, the same government comes to power because people are happy that they delivered. And if you don't deliver, the people throw you out. That is the right thing. You leave it to the people to sit in judgment and not election commission or uh, the court or anybody else. And is, is that because we don't give the Indian voter enough credit? Do we believe that this Indian voter is just so easily swayed that we need to sort of have this regulatory agency telling him or her what to do at all times? That's exactly what I said, that the fact that the, the Indian voter uh, makes its own uh, decision, a correct decision, it rewards uh, good performance and it punishes bad performance regularly. So that shows that the Indian uh, voter is mature and can be trusted. Of course, uh, there are certain false promises which in, uh, can influence their decision on the spot. Uh, I would particularly refer to hate speeches. Because if they decide, okay, okay, job may go to hell, but uh, I would like the head of the other community, that is the kind of a promise. That is, of course, a very sad situation. And that needs to be dealt with. And for, there are enough laws for that. Today's episode was produced by Jairaj Singh, Sunai Marathe, and Anuja Singh. For a daily spotlight on people, ideas and stories that matter, subscribe to us. We're available on TY+, Spotify, Apple, Google Podcasts and all other platforms of your choice. For any news tips, email us at typodcast at timesinternet.in.